Welcome back to another episode of Reflections with Dr. Gary Harvey. Really appreciate you tuning in and joining us. Thank you so much for the support. As always, you can check us out, www.drgaryharveyjr.com. Again, www.drgaryharveyjr.com. Hit us up on the website, send us an email. Uh, you can check out the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Castbox, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Radio Public, Breaker. Just check us out wherever. Really appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, downloading, liking, sharing. Continue to do so. Like, subscribe, share. Invite your friends and family to listen. Last week we had a treat. We had Miss Destiny Hill on the uh, on the show. Was able to just talk to her a little bit about her book, Destiny's Journey, and what was going on. And uh, so really appreciated that. It was a great time. So again, another thank you, another shout out uh, for doing that. Really, really appreciated it. Just a couple shout outs. You know, I, I like to do this. People that support me, support the podcast. I try to support their endeavors and things that they've got going on. And of course, Living Beauty Florals. We got Mother's Day coming up you know this sunday so don't hesitate don't wait don't miss out the opportunity living beauty florals miss chanel lee go ahead and hit her up on facebook or instagram and make sure that uh you got mama taken care of this weekend all right and then we have uh, the black top photo collective my brother dax thomas again you know brother does some amazing work check him out on facebook and on instagram you will be glad that you did i promise you that and then of course uh, black silhouette music definitely helping and hooking us up with some of the music that we use here on the podcast um check his music out on spotify it's on apple you can check him out uh, black silhouette music on facebook and on instagram as well so really appreciate all the support and want to try to give out as much as we can as well you know really appreciate all the love all the support just to give you guys a little uh, little idea a little peek we have we have listeners now in in the majority of the states not quite all 50 still working on that still need you guys's help with that and um but we've got you know listeners in almost all 50 states we have listeners in england in um nigeria in india and ireland and australia so big things happening really enjoy it um and excited to see what uh is going to happen here in the very near future uh, definitely again like i said really uh, really enjoy what it is that we do here now we're going to jump right into tonight's episode and again you know like always mirrors have three purposes to show you who you were to show you who you are and to help you become who you want to be. So let's take a look at this reflection. Face the man in the mirror and see if we can't become better than how we started earlier today. So I want to talk to you tonight about leadership. What What is leadership? The difference between a boss and the difference between a leader. There's, there's a very big difference between the two of them. I think sometimes we miss it. And like always, you guys know me, my faith is at the center of everything that I do. So we're going to take a look at our reflection through the mirror of the word. And I'm going to read a quick passage of scripture here. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2 and 3. Again, 1 Peter 5, verses 2 and 3. It says, Shepherd the flock of God, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you. So again, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between a leader and a boss. And the reason I want to talk about leadership right now today and what's going on, are because really the question that I want to ask is where are the leaders? 
where are they all at? Because right now, churches are all over the place. Politicians are all over the place. There's just all kinds of, of craziness going on. Nobody seems to be on the same page. Information is different, you know, from the 10 o'clock newscast to the noon newscast to the 6 p.m. newscast. You know, information keeps coming out. It keeps, it's different, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Go to the store, don't go to the store, stay home, go, you know, all these different things right now. And, you know, at the end of the day, really, where are the leaders? Now, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he used to demonstrate the art of leadership in a very simple but forceful way. He would take a piece of string and he would lay it on a table. And he would say, pull it and it follows wherever you want to go. But push it and it goes nowhere. Now, this principle of leadership applies to the church, to ministry, to the military, to politics, every aspect where an individual can be in charge of other people. Now, autocratic demanding leaders will sooner or later drive people away with their iron-handed tactics. Individuals deserve to be listened to carefully, treated with dignity. Peter recognized this when he wrote some of the wrote to some of the leaders of the early church he said shepherd the flock of God which is among you not by compulsion but willingly not for dishonored gain but eagerly nor as being lords over those entrusted to you but being examples to the flock again that's 1 Peter 5 verses 2 through 3 Peter had lived with Jesus he observed his method of leadership it was strong gentle respectful carried the authority of consistent example regardless of our leadership position polling power hear me now polling power has a greater chance of success than the push of authoritative demands i'll say that again polling power has greater chance of success than the push of authoritative demands Pushing may bring about outward compliance, but good leadership creates an inner willingness to follow because of what is seen in the life of their leader. Now, I, I must say this. When I was I was in Jacksonville, Florida and for a lot of years, and I worked with a particular uh, collection agency, and when I would work with them or, you know, my team, I, I would have my team, my team would, they would run through a wall for me. I, I really appreciated it. You know, we didn't always see eye to eye. They didn't always do everything right. And I didn't always do everything right. But we had each other's back. And one of the reasons that we did was very simply because I was willing to do what it was that I was asking of them. I was a follow me, not a go do. I didn't send my team to go do things necessarily I mean obviously I I had goals that we had to meet and yes they had to do their job and I had to send them to do their job but I didn't hesitate to help where I could help I was willing to get on the phone and make phone calls myself or talk to consumers or whatever it was that I was asking my team to do I was willing to do as well now of course by nature of the position I didn't necessarily operate or do the same things that they did every day however I was able to do it I wasn't afraid to do it and there were times that I did do it 
And every time my team needed something, I was willing to stand there. I was willing to go to bat for them if they were in the right. If they were in the right, I most definitely would would stand for them and fight for them and be supportive of them. I didn't just roll over to corporate America. If corporate America was wrong, well, I said it was wrong and I stood up for my employee. I stood up for my team member. Why? Because that's what a good leader does. You know, a good leader is supportive. A good leader is sometimes confrontational. I think we've lost the art of confrontation. Um, And confrontation doesn't have to be a negative thing. A lot of people hear the word confrontation and they immediately think something negative. They immediately put, oh, they're just arguing. They just, no, it's not about that. In order to grow, you have to be confronted. Your thought process has to be confronted. Your views, your perspective has to be confronted if you are going to truly grow, if you are truly going to step up, if you are truly going to make a difference, then you have to be confronted. There's another passage of scripture that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Now, when you think about that, and you think about sharpening a blade, there's friction that takes place. That friction isn't comfortable. There's a discomfort that is purposely, hear me now, purposely created in order for you to grow, in order for you to get better. You have to have somebody who is willing to purposely cause that friction in order to sharpen your blade. Otherwise, eventually, you're going to become dull. You're going to become worthless. You're going to become just a paperweight. Honestly, when you go through life, you're not going to have real purpose behind you because you're a tool that can no longer be used for what it's designed for. Does that make sense? Now, We have a situation here in this country where recently there were, you know, protests, I believe it was Michigan, where individuals were protesting the stay-at-home order and and some of the things that the government had, had done, and they showed up and they were, had masks over their face, um, and, and not breathing masks, I'm talking like ski masks over their face, many of them, excuse me, many of them did, they carried firearms, They were screaming at police officers. They were yelling. All these different things, right? And here we have leadership of today, whether it be political, whether it be within the church, whether it be civil leadership, very quiet as far as that's concerned. However, I remember when an individual decided to call attention to the injustice and police brutality that was taking place, decided to take a knee during a national anthem, the country was in an uproar. So if you don't have a problem with the way that protests just took place in Michigan, how can you justifiably have a problem with the way protest. Well, he was kneeling during the national anthem. That's just disrespectful. No, no, actually it's not. There's tradition says we should stand for the national anthem. Tradition says that it's a level of respect. That's kind of what we've been taught, but there's nothing from a a legal constitutional aspect that says that, oh, he has to stand for the national anthem. You know, and it wasn't about the military at all. It wasn't about, oh, he was disrespecting veterans. I'm a combat vet, and I, I stand behind him 110% for what he was trying to do. 
it was a combat vet that suggested he protest that way. They had he had a discussion with someone close to him that was a vet that suggested that this is this is a way to do it. Why? Because this other individual was a leader in his life. And then, you know, Kaepernick, he tried to be a leader in reference to calling attention to that injustice and those the police brutality. And now here currently, we have an in, a, a situation where a young man was jogging through a neighborhood and he was essentially hunted down and gunned down because he was black and driving, jogging through a neighborhood. It's ridiculous. And yet the so-called leadership, whether it be political, whether it be in, in the church, religious, whether it be civil leadership, most of this leadership is quiet as if that event never took place. They conveniently stay quiet because they're afraid to step to the plate. It's easier, hear me now, it is easier to address things when they're not at your front door. It's easier to talk about things when they don't really affect you. But when the issue becomes real, when we need real leaders, where are the leaders? Where are the people that are going to stand up and not tell me to go and do this and do that and don't do as I do, but do as I say? No, 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 no. I want an example. Just like with Eisenhower and that string. Hey, you can push that string all day and you're not going to get anything productive out of that piece of string. Yet if you pull it, if you lead by example, if you stand up for something, if you stand up for something, you know, I had... I had somebody that, uh, you know, is very near and dear to me. We were talking uh, this evening and, you know, they they became that, that iron. Iron sharpens iron. You know, they called me out on a few things and nothing like, oh my God, crazy, but just like character flaws, personality flaws, things that, that I need to focus on and, and that I've allowed to kind of shift or change or go in a direction that maybe it shouldn't have gone in. You know, everyone needs that. We need someone like that. You don't have to have a title to be a leader. Hear me now. You don't have to have a title or a position and be in charge of people in order to be considered a leader. Most individuals that are in charge of people, most individuals that have a title, they wouldn't understand what leadership was if it slapped them across the face. Because all they know, all they've been taught is how to be a boss. And a boss says, go. Go do this. Go do that. Go make that happen. Where a leader says, let's go. I believe in this. I believe in the goal and the objective. I believe in you as part of my team. Let's go make this happen. And a leader stands up and they stand up for what's right. And they're not afraid to push back on things and and make a stand and say, you know what, regardless of what happens, what's right is right and wrong is wrong, and I'm taking a stand. And we need leaders in today's society to stand up, to stand up in our communities. Right now, with the whole COVID-19 and coronavirus, you know, this whole situation, and there's so polarizing extremes, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, shut down, open everything up, all these types of things. And and there's two extremes and both extremes are, are usually fed with inaccurate information. We need people in our communities, people in your community to stand up and be an intelligent voice, to stand up and show some leadership, to lead by example. Obviously, this whole thing with COVID-19 affects areas differently. 
you know, I was on a, uh, a show, a program last night, um, Pastor Danny and Friends, and you can check it out on Facebook, it's, it's still up, you can definitely take a look at it, but um, Pastor Danny Figueroa from uh, down in Kissimmee, Florida, um, and then uh, Pastor Ray, I apologize, I forget his last name, but he's in uh, New Rochelle, New York, and then myself, we were sitting down and we were talking about how this whole pandemic, the situation with COVID-19 and the coronavirus was affecting our communities, how it was affecting, you know, his area, my area, Danny's area. And it was very different. You know, New Rochelle essentially was the, as far as the state of New York, essentially the epicenter. And, you know, in New York City and in that area, you know, people were testing positive 800 to 1,000 people a day at one point. And there was even one point where there was, you know, as far as the numbers concerned, 800 deaths a day. You know, and Pastor Ray himself had tested uh, positive uh, for the virus and, and had to go through the, the process and, and uh, you know, the recovery. And, you know, praise God that, that he has recovered. But his family has lost family members. And we discussed that. We discussed how difficult those times are. And now more than ever, we need leaders in our community because people are in situations where they're hurt. People are in situations where they're lost and they're confused and they're stuck at home and they're full of anxiety because they don't understand what's going on. And we have situations where, you know, families aren't used to being close together for this long. And so domestic violence numbers have skyrocketed. You know, little boys and girls who don't necessarily get the right kind of love and treatment at home. You know, that abuse and psychological and mental abuse has begun to skyrocket. You know, they looked forward to going to school because that, that hug from the teacher, that smile from the teacher, the, the, the you know, high five from their friend. It was what they looked forward to. That was, that was the only love that they got sometimes. And we need leaders to step out and creatively find a difference to reach the community. You have churches right now that are trying to step up and help with the financial and economic impact, whether it be through giving out groceries or soup kitchens and, and, and these types of, of things to help their community and to help their parishioners. Churches are standing up and trying to make a difference now more than ever. Some churches, and especially smaller churches it seems, are really stepping to the plate and trying to be leaders in the community. They're not trying to dictate you come to my church or not. You believe what I believe or not. You're a citizen or not. You're a Democrat or a Republican. It's, it's not time for any of that. It's time to be a leader within humanity. And we have situations, and, and, and the situation with the young man being gunned down, being murdered in cold blood, like we need leaders to stand up and say enough is enough. It's time for these injustices, to, these wrongs to be righted. And we need leaders in that area. We need leaders politically. We need leaders within business. We need leaders within our communities that are going to stand up and be a leader for humanity, be a leader for change, be a leader for setting the pace for that next opportunity and not be afraid to lead by example. I want to ask you a question. What can you do differently in your home, on the job, in your community to step up and be a leader. It doesn't have to be from a, a, a church perspective or you know, you have to be a manager at work. How can you make a difference in your community, in your family? How can you be a leader? I want you to think about that. You know, the paths of leadership are trod by those who humbly walk with God. Their gracious spirit holds a sway 
that makes us want to go their way. You will gravitate towards people who have a sincere heart and are sincerely trying to lead, not out of a position, not out of personal gain, not out of glory, not out of a title, but because they truly want to help. A good leader not only knows the way, but they show the way. They teach the way. They help you along the way. They don't let you do it by yourself. How many good leaders, who in your life right now comes to mind when you think of a good leader? When I say, who's a good leader to you? Who's the first person that pops in your mind? And think about the qualities and characteristics that individual possesses and displays. And what can you do to help pay it forward, to be a good leader to those that are in your life. You guys, as always, I appreciate the opportunity and the time to share my heart. I hope this was a blessing to you. I want to encourage you that there are people that are stepping up, that are good leaders, that don't want to just tell you the go, but want to say, let's go, let's do this together. Myself, other people that I know, and I'm sure you yourself can become one of those individuals. I want to encourage you, regardless of what you got going on, if you need anything, if you need to talk, if you're getting kind of stressed, full of anxiety, a little depressed, go to the website, shoot me an email, go to Facebook, hit me up there. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, if I can conversate just a little bit with you, then I'll definitely do that. Provide some feedback. As always, like, share, subscribe. We appreciate you, fam. Most definitely. Check us out. www www.drgaryharveyjr.com all of the platforms are there and until next week i'm praying for you y'all pray for me we'll see you next time on reflections with dr gary harvey